Welcome everyone everywhere to the Elite Thinking Club. I'm Chris George Julian and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Lucas Hilson. You're right. Liz Barker. Hey. And Chris Chicken George. Hello. Wicked, wicked. You guys all right, yeah? Good to see you all again. All right, so, yeah. Last episode, um, we talked about we talk about phobias was it we touched on mm-hmm. phobias and like what everyone's afraid of and uh yeah really really good and we also like t- oh well i posted to the team about like dna and how fears can run through your dna because trauma is passed through your dna and if you haven't had a chance to watch that then guys definitely watch that and also if you're listening to the podcast just follow us and if you're following us on if you're watching us on youtube then hit the subscribe button and also comment anything that you want us to cover on future episodes because we're more than happy to cover it and if you want to join us for another episode then you can be here to talking to the team as we record an episode so i'm going to keep it going yeah from that phobia this year and we touched on it but we didn't do an episode on it until now has anybody seen a ghost have you seen a ghost do you believe in ghosts do you think they exist? Guys, anybody anybody seen a ghost? Any I haven't of you guys? seen a ghost, but I do believe in them. And I believe in paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've got a theory on it, but I'm not going to say it first because I feel like it's like, I want to save it, right, for later. I want to hear what you guys have to say first. So, um, Chris, you, yeah. you look like you... Look like you you know, you've seen the ghost. <laughs> Sorry, <mate. laughs> uh, love it. No, but have you have you ever seen a ghost? I haven't actually seen a ghost. Um, Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay. Oh, very much. And uh, well, I can I can tell. You, I had an experience when I was a lot younger. Um, so basically. Uh, where I used to live, live in an old house um, near the port where I live and I don't know it must have been about sort of six to ten years old around about that age yeah. but so every every night I went to bed the stairs would creak but it wouldn't be like a, a creak like a constant creak it would be like a but obviously i was really young so and i used to always hear it and always just be like it's not what i think it is you know i mean i didn't know yeah. what it was but i thought it's not i mean the first few times i heard it, i just thought it was a person but then you notice that, that nobody actually came up the stairs you know my mum or dad didn't go into their bedroom and then after a while it would come up the stairs and then it would go back down the stairs with the creeks so this is when now i'm starting i'm starting and my brother used to live in the bedroom with me and we'd look at each other and just be like what is that oh what is that <laughs> and the bathroom was downstairs man <laughs> <laughs> so if you needed to go to it in the night you had to like go down the stairs oh, oh, oh no yeah, I would bolt it downstairs, you know, <laughs> as quick as I could. <laughs> Go to and run like mad. But so one night, after a while, I used to just get under the covers and just yeah. be like, yeah. Um, but one night, 
the creak kept going up and down, up and down. And then the bedroom door opened because it used oh. to be closed. But it just swung open. And I just remember staring at it like, with my cover like this and thinking someone's going to walk in. And nobody yeah. did. And no. that was it. I just was like so scared. Um, but this is the thing. That, like I said, you know, I'm in my 30s now, but I must have been about 28 when my parents said to me, we, we never spoke. I never said anything to my mum or my dad, nothing, neither of my brothers. But we, we was at home once and I, I must have been about 28, 29. And my mum said to me, when you was younger, we used to live in this house. Did you ever see a ghost? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, there used to be a little boy ghost that lived in the house. I just, and obviously my hairs on the back of my, just went up. And I was like, there always used to be creaking coming up the stairs and the door kept open. She said, well, yeah. <laughs> Lucas, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas has put his hood up, guys. If you can't see him, he's put his hood up. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling tired too. <laughs> so, so obviously me and my older brother were staring at my mum. We're like, you're actually joking, mine. She said, no. So basically, me and your dad used to see a little boy, a ghost, in the house. Um, supposedly, my dad said, when you was, at, we thought, you, my, sorry, we thought you was in the house because your dad could see a little boy up in the top bedroom from the garden. And he went in, but you guys had all gone out. There was nobody in the house, but he kept seeing it all the time. And then one night, um, the little boy was at the end of my mum and dad's bed, like crying and that. And she just said that she read it like a few like prayers and stuff. Yeah. And then it just sort of like stopped coming as much. Wow. Um, but it was crazy because when she told me that, I kind of didn't want to know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Because yeah. the whole time I'd said to myself it was nothing. It was generally nothing, but it actually was. It was, you know, a, however we want to say it, an entity of a, of a little boy. Mm. Um, Chris, you grew up by the um, by the seaside, right? Yeah, down in uh, Parkston, yeah. So do like, <clears throat> do you feel like sometimes ghosts tend to like to be around water? They tend to venture, I don't know, this is just a theory, they tend to venture closer to the ocean or? Yeah, so my, my mum said that she looked into the house just to confirm if anyone had actually passed in the house um, and a, a little boy had died in the house. Oh, man. So that was his house? Yeah. Well, what he believed to be his house. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> now, here's the thing. Like, he probably meant you no harm. Oh, absolutely. But ain't it so terrifying? Like... Yeah, I think sometimes... Why are we scared of something that we don't actually know if that they can hurt us? Like, yeah, my mum... How could always, they hurt you? She'd always say, it's, it's not the dead you should be scared of, it's the living. Mm. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. She's, you know what, she's so right, mm. she's so true. Like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've never had something like that happen to me yet, but I have scared myself. Like I've convinced myself that something else is around. But I will tell you, I'll tell you, um, you know, I've been with around people that attract these feelings. Like you can sense it. Something's staring at me, but nothing's there. Do you get what I mean? That kind of feeling. Um, yeah. And I, I think that scares that. me. 
Yeah, that scares me a bit because、mm-hmm. I know something's there, but I don't have the ability to see it.、Mm-hmm. But it has the ability to see me. Yeah. But, but, but before we get into that, right? Chris, what a story, mate.、Oh, no. <laughs> Now, if you're, if you're listening and you're, and you're watching us right now and you、yeah. felt that, like we felt that, guys, comment, let us know. And if you've got an experience that you want to share, tell us because it's, it's powerful stuff. Wow, Chris, thanks for that, man. That was, that yeah, was great. Yeah, because I, th- I think once my mum had told me, it, the amount of times I would go in my bedroom and something would be moved and I would always have a go at my brothers for it. And they go, I never moved it. I never moved it. And it just all sort of clicked what was、yeah. going on. Did,、um, did your mum, so your parents saw this ghost, like this supposed little boy at the end of the bed? Did they like tell you what it like, looked like? Because obviously you have the typical cartoon of this white figure, like Casper the ghost, and he looks sort of like floats around and stuff. But yeah. What did they、yeah. tell you or not? Well, they just said it, it just looked like a, a little boy, yeah. They didn't really go into fine detail. To be honest, when they told me, I was just like, <laughs> obviously, in quite a bit of shock in a way.、Um, and we don't speak about it as much as maybe we should, but because it was, we were so young at the time, and it scares, and it, and it, it scares me, I suppose, <laughs> thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just so young. And just, yeah.、Um, and then when I do think about it, you, you kind of, Get yourself spooked a bit, like in your own house, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.、Um, I, I know what you're saying. So, was it invisible? Was it like this?、Um, my dad said when he saw it in the garden, it generally just looked like us, like one, one just looked like a boy in the window, like a normal boy.、Mm. Wow.、Yeah. And you find <clears throat> they could be searching for you, like、mm. you are there. Their reason、yeah. they need something from you, and I think the more times people send them away, you know, it must be quite saddening because they're just needing something from someone.、Um, and I suppose they'll just keep searching until they find it. I guess I don't know.、It's、yeah, just... wow, wow. Wow, okay. <laughs> Um, guys,、mm. Liz, oh, I'm itching to get this out. <laughs> okay, right.、Us. So, I've always been open minded and, and you know, believe that there's something out there, anyway. Um, basically, I used to, I, I haven't ever seen anything, but this is a paranormal experience. Um, And I'm just glad because I didn't go through it myself. So I wasn't alone. And otherwise, I'd probably sound mad. Anyway, so I used to live in a flat, and it was the、uh, first flat I'd ever lived in. And I lived in it with my partner. And、um, basically, I had experienced a few times where I would be sitting on the sofa, and behind me would be the doorway, and I would always feel like there was somebody standing in the doorway. Sometimes I used to even think my partner had come home from work early and was standing in the doorway. So that happened a couple of times, didn't think anything of it.、Um, another time I was clearing out my wardrobe in the bedroom, and I felt this whoosh. 
is I, I can't explain it was like a whoosh of air and then I heard a voice right wow. close to my ear and it said grouchy grouchy and I was like who was that what was that so I ran into the living room out of the bedroom thinking it was my partner pranking me winding me up yeah. he was asleep on the sofa and I woke him up because I was like what have you just what, what were you just on about what did you say he said I don't know what you're talking about anyway so that happened didn't tell anybody else only ever spoke to my partner about it and said oh, it's a bit it's a bit funny in here sometimes and he even admitted he felt he understood the presence thing with the door anyway didn't think anything of it carried on living there so I'd moved the bedroom around, put the bed up against the wall and moved the wardrobes around. And then a couple of weeks after I'd moved the bedroom around, I woke up one morning and there was what looked like if you dipped a, a paintbrush in red paint and flicked the paintbrush up against the wall, there'd be mm. speckles of red dots. Mm. So it looked like one of us had cut ourselves in the night and basically blood had gone against the wall. So I washed it, didn't think any, didn't think anything of it. <sighs> washed it and I thought, where on earth has this come from? Didn't, didn't understand it. My partner checked my head. I checked his head. We checked our ears, arms, everything. Cause I thought, where the heck has this come from? We had no pets at the time. So I washed it off the wall. A couple of nights later, woke up, there was red speckles on the wall again. Ah. I was like, what is going on here? This is really strange. Honestly, the, on my life, this is true. And I have, I have witnesses because I thought I was going mad. I was like, this, this isn't right. So anyway, that happened, kept washing off the wall. And every now and again, I kept thinking something's not right. Something's not right. Anyway, a friend of mine was going to see a medium, a fortune mm. teller lady, spiritualist lady. And she said, would you like to come along with me? And I, I was completely, mm, why are you paying her to do your, read your cards and tell you your life story? You know, I was very skeptical about it. I was like, mm, okay. So I went along to this lady and I sat in a seat in the room and my friend had paid this lady 30 pounds to speak to her and to have her cards read, her palm read, all of that. I had nothing to do with the booking. I had nothing to do with it. I sat in the chair, sitting there, very skeptical, listening. And the lady turned around, she said, I'm ever so sorry, I know you've paid me, but I really need to speak to your friend. Mm. To which I thought, you ain't getting 30 pounds out of me, love, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was that skeptical, I was like, no, she, was, she said, could you please take your watch off? I need to hold your watch and I need to, um, because I need to talk to you. There's something special about you and I need to tell you, I need to speak to you. And I said, mm, no, I'm, I'm not here for this. You know, my friend's here. She said, can you please swap chairs? My friend was slightly annoyed. Um, I was slightly concerned. Anyway, I got in the chair and she sat there and she started to say to me, as I'm in your in your home, I go up the stairs and on the wall, there's the red. And I was like, now only myself and my partner knew about this red speckles on the wall. Yeah. This woman 
started to talk to me about it she started and she said to me I swear to you now I oh she sat there and I was so glad my friend was there because my friend wasn't aware she was like what the hell is this lady going on about so she said yeah there's right she said don't worry don't panic and then she said to me they won't show themselves to you because they know you don't want to see them but if you do want to see them they will then show them show themselves to you I said I I said I have no idea what you're talking about she said you do she said also when you're in bed at night she said you feel like something scratching your feet you don't like your feet out of the bottom of the covers and I said how do you know that because only my partner knew that and only I knew that so then I started to think hold on a minute this is like one of those Ant and Deck TV shows where it's all it's all a stitch up. My partner's told her to say this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she then went on to explain that basically the um, an old man used to live in the flat. He died in the flat. He suffered from nosebleeds. Oh. Nice. And I was just, and she said he's just he had no family. He's just been trying to communicate with you. The oh, scratching man. on your feet his cat he had a cat and I said I was like what and then she said also she said if you'd like me to explain grouchy grouchy she said I can tell you who that was and she said the name of the person I said I don't know anybody by that name the name that she said was my partner's mother who died when he was six. Oh no I was, and she didn't just say that. She went into a whole lot of things. She told me jobs I was going to do, people I was going to meet. She read my cards. And I, she said, I don't want you to pay me. I just needed, there's, they're here. And I have to tell you all of this. She, yeah. she knew about family members. She knew where I was from. She knew so much, so much. And she told me that, she said, do you believe in guardian angels? And I said, uh, well, I believe in a whole lot more now. <laughs> <laughs> you know because what she was telling me I was looking over the fence and I she said that there was a little man and a dog who follows me around he's one of my guardian angels an old old neighbor from when I was very young apparently I was the only person that used to talk to him I used to in my garden I used to play in the garden climb up he had a little dog so yeah but anyway this lady cleared up the whole thing with regards to the the splatter of the red spots on the wall yeah. and the the feeling of somebody there and when I got home that day from that seeing that lady from that appointment as soon as I got home my partner said to me look in the cabinet I've got a surprise for you I opened the cabinet and it was a tiny little kitten and I was like whoa because the man had a cat it was it yeah, was yeah. it was just strange anyway so that so is yeah, brilliant, though. I didn't that... believe. I honestly thought it was like some sort of setup because the stuff when she started talking about it, I thought she cannot know about this because only myself and my partner knew about it. Yes. And yes. when I went home and explained everything that was said to me, he even cleared up. He said, "Oh, you, that's that's my mum. That's so and so. That's," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is too much." But it actually was very healing, and it was actually lovely to know. Yes. And she said that it was nothing harmful and nothing, nothing bad was going to happen. So I love that. I um, love that story. I just God. want to ask who, whose idea is this episode? Cause I'm not going to sleep for about a fortnight. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yes. And you know what? I love that we're talking about this. I think I think a lot of people can relate to what we're saying in their own little way. Something has happened. So you guys know that <clears throat> I told you I've not seen ghosts. And you just saying what you said, Liz, um, what the medium said to you helps me to understand why I don't see them because I don't want to see them you know and there are some Absolutely. people who are quite comfortable with seeing them so maybe that's why they see them you know oh mate that that actually brings me on to um something I remember so when I was in basic training there was a story of these two lads that they were out on a tab not just them two the whole platoon they were going out training on the back area of Catterick right and Catterick has a back area that is unforgiving sometimes, yeah? There's parts of it that are just horrible, especially to untrained soldiers. They're not even fully trained yet. This is your um, transition from civilian to soldier. So they're going out on a tab, and a tab, T-A-B, is a tactical advance to battle, right? So you're carrying your kit on your back, plus your rifle and your, your weapon systems, your ammunition. You're, you're pretty much going for a, a few miles. And that's me <laughs> being light. A few miles could have been eight before you, you know, before you leave training and join your regiment. But anyway, there was this story of the weather in Catterick. It has its own weather um, forecast system out there. I'm telling you that it will come down when it wants to come down, whether that's snow, rain, sleet, the worst conditions, yeah? And they were out on the back area, tabbing as a platoon. The weather changed for the worst. It got so bad, so, so bad that the valleys started filling. It wasn't even like, um, like normally it just gets a bit waterlogged and you're in the shit and you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your hard um, routine. Whereas uh, these guys, it was bad. Wind was coming in from the side. Um, and basically they were going over this part of the backer. And I don't know specifics back then I knew more, but the, the wind and the rain took these two um, lads off the track and into a valley. Now, when they landed, <clears throat> their kit weighed them down. You know, you can imagine they weigh a lot more than just without kit. And the mud came over them. They drowned. And these boys were like, this story was, you know, passed on. And it wasn't a myth. And it wasn't like old, old time ago. This was quite relevant. Like I joined 2007. So yeah, it was like a year before that maybe. And people would say <clears throat> that these boys were like, not haunting Catterick, but they still were there. They would, people would see them at night, like tabbing the area or leopard crawling across the ground. We used to crawl a lot in, in, in basic training. They would, they would still be there. And um, yeah, it just made me think, wow, like how can some people see it? But I never see, do you know what I mean? Oh man. So <clears throat> to carry on with this, <clears throat> I am a big believer in mediums. I think there are some people who do have a gift of feeling. Oh my gosh, so do I now. So do I, 100%. Yeah, thank you, Liz, because it, it brought me to I, like, like thinking about mediums. It. Never yeah, experienced I, I, it. I'd never ever thought to even go and see somebody, but she was absolutely spot on, amazing. Right person, just, right time. Yeah. And I wasn't even meant to be there. So that's how I know it was all. And she just knew everything. Or you was meant to be there. Yeah. I do believe in divine timing. I think that what's meant for you in life won't pass you by. 
100% on that one. Mm-hmm. So I know that you guys have spoke about what you spoke about. Lucas, I am going to ask you to talk about your experiences, but I've got something I need to share. And this is my theory on, say, like mediums and ghosts and all of these things that we would like a little bit of clarity on. <clears throat> I came up with a theory that I think explains sometimes um, where we are currently. And <clears throat> my theory is all about dimensions. Okay, so bear with me. And, and, and by the way, guys, I'd love to know what you think about this theory, right? And also, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and follow us. You're going to love this. So we currently live in the four dimension or three slash fourth dimension, okay? Because I'm going to talk about dimensions. One dimension being a flat canvas of color. So let's take, for example, my whiteboard is just one dimension, right? And that could be any color. It could be blue, could be yellow, could be red, but that's one dimension. Now, obviously, when you draw a line or lines, that becomes two dimension. You can now see a shape on the first dimension and that shape also has color. So that's two dimension, right? You can then create three dimension from two dimension. Obviously, you know this, like so. I feel like I'm on an episode of Art Attack. (laughs) Thanks, Liz. So that's now three (laughs) dimension. And from three dimension, you can become three dimension here. Like this is my water bottle. You can see it's a three dimensional water bottle. However, we live in the four dimension because not only do we see the shape in a three dimension, we feel things like the weather, for example. We can feel the rain, feel the wind, taste the food. Like we live in a four dimension because we have this ability for sensation, like sensory, right? Now, this is my theory. We, in the fourth dimension, have the ability to see the third, the second, and the first, right? So let's say, for example, two-dimensional character, Mario, Super Mario. If you don't know who that is, then I don't know where you've been, but Super Mario. Don't mention you're from. (laughs) Yeah, don't mention you. But Super Mario exists on the Super Nintendo games as a two-dimensional character. And obviously we can see Mario, but do you think Mario can see us? Oh, I never thought of, thought of it like that. And I'm going to ask you this. Obviously Nintendo has evolved over time. Mario is now three dimension. So they create Mario as a three dimensional character on the screen. And do you think he's still, as a three dimensional Mario, do you think he's still can't see us is he aware of us is he aware that he's being controlled so this is it this is what i'm this is exactly what i'm saying you jumped in there liz but basically mario doesn't know that we exist so because he's from the three and we're from the four but does that mean to say that it stops at four because (gasps) there could be a fifth there could be a sixth Because the fifth would have the ability to see us in four, just like we have the ability to see Mario in three. Now, this is the part that really going to blow your mind. This is the part that really going to blow your mind. We know that we control Mario. We have, you know, the controller to make him move. 
and it is in our best interest and his to keep him alive. We know this. You don't want to see Mario die. So you make him do what he's got to do. He knows that if he eats a mushroom, he grows. You know that if he eats a mushroom, he grows. So you want to find him a mushroom, right? We in the fourth dimension control the three dimension, but the three dimension don't know that. So could it be possible that the fifth dimension exists that we can't see, but they control us? Wow. <laughs> so when people say, I believe well, in... Well, it is a possibility, isn't it? It's it a possibility. We are seeing Mario. So yeah, it is a possibility. So imagine if Mario had some ability to tap on the screen and say, I don't know who you are, but I do believe you're there. Help me out. Oh, Help me out. Gosh. Imagine if he started praying. He's saying like, imagine Mario came up against, you know, a Bowser and who, you know, he's probably praying, keep me alive. Just like we do. Who are we praying to? When you're yeah. in the shit. Yeah. When you're in the shit and you're really at your lowest or you're needing some sort of miracle, who are you talking to? This is it. You're looking to someone, keep me alive. Please get me out of this. Who are you talking to? <laughs> no, no one would believe you if Mario come up to the screen and was like, oi, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, hey, yo. Unless you've got your phone and you're recording it. Do you know what I mean? Which... That's it. That's it. Imagine like, imagine like right now, say for example, say for example, like <laughs> we start calling out to these fifth dimensions. They're probably in the fifth dimension telling their friends, yo, yo, my, my person's speaking to me. They'll be like, shut up, man. Stop that. No, I'm telling you, my person's speaking to me. <laughs> shut up. Fourth dimension, don't speak to us. Shut up. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> it's this guy. He's Elite Thinking Club, man. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. So yeah. How do we not know though? How do we not know that that is that there's a tenth dimension, twentieth mm. dimension, mm -hmm. and it's all controlled the next, you know, the dimension yeah, before. Because here's the thing: as soon as you're done playing with Mario, you just you just move on. You What's can leave Mario to someone else. Off? But What's this is the doing? point. I'm this is the point I'm making. There have been moments. This is way like going on a tangent, but I will come back. There have been moments when I've heard people say, I don't know what came over me. It wasn't me. They may have done something in their life that they just didn't know why they did it. And it's just as if when Mario isn't in control, being controlled by one of us, maybe he does exist in his two dimensional world. And then all of a sudden someone picks up the controller and it's, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And mm -hmm. I think. That's when, you know, this connection that people talk about, like they feel like when they're spiritually enlightened, oh man, I'm getting these powers. Like I can feel like I'm in control of my life and this is happening and that's happening. Maybe it's because you are not open for someone else to control you. So when you lose control, so they say, the words lose control, are you handing over your spirit or your existence to someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, because if we really wanted to, imagine like I'm playing Super Mario and, um, you know, I'm in a really bad mood. I don't care about Mario stays alive or not. I'm just going to make him die. Can? How do we, we, how do we not know as well that like ghosts and spirits, so they've left 
this dimension, mm -hmm. they could be in the next one, but they can also see into our dimension. So, yeah, that's, what, that's how it you works, know, yeah. well, you, you know, so when... If it was uh, like this, if it was one dimension, to They're trying to communicate three, to us. Four, and like that medium that five. said to me, you know, they won't show themselves to you because they know you don't want to see them. Yes. Fine, lovely. I'll stick to that agreement. Thank you very much. Um, it's that that's where I'm like, well, how do they know that they don't I don't want to see them? So because because we know that Mario needs the mushroom. Mm -hmm. So we will get get him the mushroom. Mm -hmm. But how do this so they're in they they're in the next dimension knowing, oh, she doesn't want to want us, she doesn't want to see us. But then how did the little boy know that your parents, Chris, wanted to mm. see him? Do you see what I'm it's yeah. there must be some sense or something that we give off that they feel okay. Yeah, I can show myself to that person. So no, maybe I can show my of... spirit in this dimension, yeah, in their dimension. Could it could be, be anything, a rule in the I, next I dimension mom... that you're not allowed to show yourself. Yeah. I think my mum used to pray sometimes or they'd see us with with kids and maybe oh. he just felt that was a place he could yeah. yeah. Do you believe, do you believe <clears throat> sorry, because what I say, do you believe you may have like a like a muscle that we don't use, you know, because we're so suppressed by our current state of living, whereas before like we would have freedom to really develop this sense. That's probably why children, young people are more open to seeing different realms or different, you know, and ghosts animals, because... And animals too. Animals, especially dogs, they have that sixth sense. They'll start barking yeah. if they think there's an entity or mm. something, you know, they sense it. Yeah, and that's what, like, maybe, maybe in... Yeah. Um, Lucas, you look like you want to tell us a story. No, I just got a <laughs> thing to add to uh, what Jules just said. So we are in the fourth dimension now. Yeah. And for a ghost or entity to be formed like the boy um, or the old man, mm. uh, you they have to die to go into the fifth dimension. So does that mean that... To go to the next dimension, you have to die. So for us to be formed in this dimension, Mario, for every Mario that dies, he then gets reincarnated into our life. So technically, love that. we're all a Mario. I love that, Lucas. That was awesome, my brother. So you're saying that at one point, <laughs> we were Mario. Yes. Yes. That is incredible. I so knew I was a princess once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that is that is that was well said. That's so really, as we yeah we could all just be in this massive game of different dimensions. Links back to the last levels. The last episode of is life a simulation. Mm. Yeah, and if you haven't watched that episode, guys, check it out. Is life a simulation? Find it watch it listen to it and uh let us know what this you one think. will make more sense as well <laughs> yeah totally yeah definitely <laughs> wow would you like to be a guest on the elite thinking club well you can 
If you get yourself onto Facebook or Instagram and send a message straight to the Elite Thinking Club, then you can join Chris George Julian and his hosts on a session of talking about the subject that week. Lucas. Right, so um, one of my family, like close friends, happens to be my like sports equipment. Um, sort of, he's my, what's the word? That's where I get my sports equipment from, is from him. And they've got a house, which is about, oh, they've moved now. Uh, it's about 10 minutes around the corner. And they had this old sort of conservatory part of the house. And they, the mum was like hanging out the, like his wife was hanging out the washing and she saw this sort of figure. They don't have any kids. Uh, they saw this figure in the top window of their house and her husband was at work and she thought, oh, proper like outline of a human. Um, didn't think anything of it. There's no one else in the house. And then they come back one day and they had, I think it was their, um they were looking after some uh, i think it was like a godchild, and he had this get electric track where you have like the remotes and the cars go around in a circle and he left like the day before and they were just about to put it away and as they come in the house in this old conservatory the car is going round the track but it is not plugged into the mains oh. and you could sit there and say oh yeah there might have been some current left in the track or whatever of come up with some excuse but the car was changing speeds going faster on the straights and slower in the bends and so that was in their conservatory and then uh he was like really friendly and then one day um uh, my mom's friend she put a bedding on like fresh bedding put it on the bed um she went out to come back and it was all folded up and put in her wardrobe and husband didn't do that he was at work so someone had un- like gone in the house or who was already there, taken the bedding off, folded it up and put it back in this wardrobe in this old conservatory. Um, so that was like the third encounter with him after seeing him, the cars going round. And then about a month later, I went to this party and they met up with the people that had the house before them. And they said to them, oh, have you met him yet? No way. Oh my no, man. I couldn't live, man. I mean, I, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell you this now, yeah. <laughs> nah, ongoing joke, ongoing joke. Me and my cousin say it all the time, yeah. But you know when like shit like that happens, yeah? First sighting that it happens. I'm out, bro. I don't play, bro. I'm not. Like, I'm, I have to be honest, when I found out, when the medium told me what she told me, I did leave the flat two months later. I was, we were Fast, out. I'm out the door, brother. If you can move, this is why, this is why people get scared. Because if I you can move a scale electric. Knowing that there was this man in, in the flat, I was like, I can't even, you know, no. I, I Trust me, if there is an ability to move the electric car on the track, then, you know, wow. they've got the ability oh, to wow. move other stuff. Folding up bed linen, I'd get pissed off, let alone scared. I'm like, bro, I'm in your bed. I put this bed linen on, you're folding it back up. Get out of the house, get out. <laughs> oh, I'd lose, I'd lose it. That's I mean, crazy, man. If they helped with laundry, I might let 
be okay with them staying but you know yeah oh mate I, I, so I'll I, I tell you something it's how, it's how scared I am I'm not even gonna lie I just realized I, I do it still I don't believe in ghosts and stuff but I do believe in energy I've got, I've got sage right there on my windowsill good to go if I yeah. get the inkling that something's yeah that something's <laughs> coming to my house I open all the windows all the doors I don't play games I light it up and I just literally I'm like I feel like doing it now because I'm a little bit like you know trust me <laughs> doesn't doesn't don't want it around me like i believe in atoms and energy and it can it can and you know get riddled with it get off me now no i'm not having it man nah i'm getting all creeped out <laughs> yeah the, uh, the last encounter they had with this uh ghost or entity whatever you want to call it was they had like a builder come around or i think he might have been like an electrician or someone someone to do some maintenance on the house and never met him before never spoke said a word to him and he was working near this conservatory and he had to walk through the conservatory to get to like the bathroom and stuff. And after he'd finished, he was there for about three days, I think. Um, he said to them, is your conservatory like, it feels a bit eerie in there. And it turns out they explained it to him and turns out he, in his free time, he would do like black magic. He was like part-time medium effectively. Um, and he noticed straight away and they hadn't said a word to him. Um, and turns out they did some uh, like some research on it, and uh, it was a little boy who was harmless, and he was just there, just having a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, that that makes it all better than done it when he takes your bed linen <laughs> off your little shit, put it back on the bed, get out of there, and then grab him up. How are you doing, man? I told you with the bedding. I'm joking I'm joking I'm, I'm just doing it I'm playing up right you, you know what okay I'll t- I tell you a story I was like a place near me so you guys know I'm in Essex yeah and there's a place called Canoodon near me and there's this church there and it's renowned where witches go and do like some real ritual stuff like I'm not talking like like it's just weird it's freaky and for some reason people are drawn to it you know why like what is the fascination now i'll ask you i'll be brutally honest so let's say for example you knew that there was a place like a historic place where people would you know rise from the dead at a certain time in the year when the full moon and the stars align and it's like would you go there yes okay now i'm going to ask you to say okay oh chris Chicken? I think we should. Oh, wait, wait, Liz, Liz, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask you, right? So Liz, Liz said, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I would, yeah. I'd you go it. there. Okay, Lucas. Yeah, I think. All right. All right, this is how I know you're all crazy. I'm going to ask you one more question, yeah? I'm going to ask you one more thing, yeah? Okay. Would you go alone? No. Oh, not so big now, Liz. Yeah. I don't be hating yourself. You just said that because I said that. Chris. If I had a dash cam on, so that if anything happened, you would know. Then okay. yes, I would go alone. Chris, yeah, I think I would. I'll, During I'll, the day, I <laughs> think actually, if I was with someone else, that would maybe make me feel a bit more spookier. But I think if I was by myself, because no one's okay. going to make you jump. I would. I would describe this place to you because I went. The reason why I went is because at the time. I was working at young people's home and these young people, it was Halloween and they really wanted to go there. So we took them there, whole squad, like all the carers 
and the kids, and we had a good time. We wanted to scare the kids. Um, but I, what, it was beyond scary now. Like, it was actually a bit eerie now. I was like, right, listen, if something goes on, like, what are we going to actually do? Like, what can we do? Like, if we're getting dealt with, we're getting dealt with. We shouldn't have, in a sense, gone on their territory. So anyway, I will explain to you this church on top of the hill, no lights. There's no lights. There's street lights that are like a little bit further on, but you've got to let your eyes adjust to the lighting, yeah? And I'll tell you yeah, now, I, go I, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, if, like, if you knew that no other, no other, you know, fourth dimension person was going to be there, like you are, you know, you're protected from like, you know, weirdos and, you know, um, negative people, but you're going to be on your own to go to this historical site <clears throat> where witches used to do stuff. Would you go? And it is nighttime and you're on your own. You've got a torch. Probably not. If it's during the day, I would, but probably but not in the dark. Oh, it's I don't know. It goes back to this whole thing where we think the dark's going to make it worse. Because you live, right, so, you know, I live alone. I live on my own. I've got to go to bed tonight. It ain't oh. like, do you know what I mean? Is it, is it any different from being in my own home than being at the historical site? What is it about certain places? I think I could do it. Yeah. I'm not too scared of the dark, so I think I could do it. So, Chris, I know you were young and you were yeah. living in that house. However, yeah. did you ever have to spend a night alone in that house? No, no, I don't. I don't think I did anyway. <laughs> but but no. would you would you now? In I know you know it's a little boy. I know you know it's a young boy, but would you if you didn't know it was a young boy? If I you lived think, alone in... I don't think I could do it in that house. Serious question for anyone of our viewers right now. Same question applies to you, obviously. Would you go to a historical site where, you know, this stuff goes down and you feel it? Would you go alone? And if someone offered you, say, a million pounds or, say, two million, what's your price? Because now I'm asking you a question. It's different now. Five million and I'll go and sleep there the night. <laughs> <on my own. laughs> If I've got my yeah. phone and my little torch, I'm there. Five million. Full park figure. I mean, if they offered me more, that's fine. You know, I'd take that too, but no lower than five. Oh, man, it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Come it's on, so, so crazy. you guys must, <laughs> must have a figure where you would. I think anyone listening, when we reach a thousand subscribers, all four of us take a group trip to a haunted house. Ah, Lucas! Go there to where he's telling us about. Listen, I will go there because I've been there and I will take you there. And I promise you, there's even like um, this, oh, mate, there's this like, not nursery rhyme, but the the thing is, you've got to walk around the church a certain amount of times, a certain direction, and apparently, it conjures the energies back. So the witches come and, you know, it, it, it triggers the, the realm, if you will. You reopen the world. I think you've got to walk backwards around it three times or something like that. And I tell you what, yeah, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I will say it. if we reach a thousand subscribers, then yes, guys, I will invite you down to Essie. I will, I will take you to this place called Canudan. You can Google this, actually. Google Canudan and the witches and the church and let us know what you find. hundred percent. Let, let, that's something for you. Focus, you'll, focus. you'll say you'll take us and then uh, <laughs> you'll drive us there and you'll be like, yeah, yeah guys, it's just in there. We'll get out of the car. You're not going to drive us. <laughs> like, nah, you know, 
<laughs> you know what? It's, it, it, I'll tell you now, it is not fear. Fear, like the pre-fear, you know? You can almost convince yourself it's worse off than it is because you ain't even been there. Well, you heard the stories, you know what I mean? What can they do? What can they do? I mean, you know. Okay, I've got a question for you. Strip your beds if you'd let them. <laughs> Strip your bed in. <laughs> yeah, go on, Lucas. Sorry. Black magic and Ouija boards. What's everyone's thoughts okay. on that? Okay, I've done a Ouija board. And I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. That's bright. I know bright. two people who have done a Ouija board. A friend of mine did it um, shortly after her sister had passed away. And um, her sister came through and contacted her. And I also know um, of a family friend who actually didn't realise they had a Ouija board under the floorboards. And their son's bed was above it. And he used to have night terrors and he couldn't sleep and he they took him to the doctors he was given medication and this went on for a couple of years so he moved they moved his bedroom um to the there was a spare bedroom downstairs and they gave him that room and when they ripped the carpet up and were redoing the floorboards they found the Ouija board and they now believe that that's why he was literally he would be asleep and he would just shoot right up and it was like something had come like over him or you know he just yeah, no. my, um, spirit had got hold of him and he would freak out it was like the exorcist my mm-hmm. brother has uh, used to have night terrors about four or five years ago and i used to go in his room do you see the screaming oh, it's like two in the morning what are you doing screaming he used to go in there and he'd like look at you but he'd like be looking at something behind you and he'd like look through mm. you nah mm. <laughs> Okay, so, <clears throat> sorry, like, I fully believe that you will see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And the power of the mind is capable of tricking itself. You know, the mind will see something, the eyes will see something like, you know, it's almost like traits in people. If you tell yourself enough that person's a mean person, you won't even give them a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you're, look, you're waiting for them to live up to the, the expectation. So this... Ouija board that you know I've participated in the reason why I say I thoroughly enjoyed it is because I knew in my mind that what I'm seeing is what I want to see I'd be disappointed if it didn't move I'd be upset if it and I don't want to I don't want to be upset so my mind and body you know everything made it have made it do what I wanted it to do as far as like you know these stories of these young boys that have you know, Lucas, your brother included, is like, I, I don't know how to explain that. But I, I would be interested to, to know, because, you know, I listened to another podcast called Stuff You Should Know. They have an episode on Ouija boards and it was actually created by Hasbro. Do you know the board game yeah. maker yeah. Hasbro? They made that or they took the pattern of that. I'm pretty sure that's what they said in the episode. So it was actually a game. People used to play it like a party game, come round and we'd, you know, have a social and we'd get a Ouija board out because it's just a game. However, if it's now used as a tool to, I don't know, cast spells or, you know, invite extra realms or ghosts or extraterrestrials, then 
Did I just say extraterrestrials? That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be them. Maybe that's how ET got here. They did a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Phone's broke. You're going to have to use this board. <laughs> <laughs> now, my friend that used the Ouija board, she actually said the same as you, Jules. She was very... Um, she wanted to do it because she wanted to get in contact with her sister and um, she actually found it a really delightful experience and she had all the candles out you know the sage her crystals and yeah she she wasn't expecting anything to happen actually I think she was she really thought oh you know let's let's just see and she was pleasantly surprised so that made oh, you know what I, about Ouija boards you know um I'll actually tell you a secret. So <clears throat> I did the Ouija board because when I was growing up, um, me and this girl, we lost a child. And, uh, oh. you know, it was just one of those things that happens, right? And I think I believe in higher entities and protection and, you know, ultimately. So this tattoo on my arm, this one was my first ever tattoo. Uh, you know, I got it quite young, 15. Uh, it's of a guy praying. And my son's name was Trey, uh, T-R-E. And basically, at that time, I wanted to try and connect. And the reason why I did that Ouija board was to connect. And he came through for me. Um, and I don't, like I say, I saw what I wanted to see. Now, what made, what convinced me that I connected to him was because, like, anyone else around me at the time, like, they wouldn't have known things that that board was saying. Like it was, it was highlighting things that, you know, only I would know. So my granddad that passed, you know, he had like a, um, a glass eye problem with one of his eyes. And it, it said that, that, and my son would say, I'm with granddad. Wow. And that warmed me, you know, it warmed me a lot. Um, and then also like, you know, you're talking about mediums and stuff like that. Like I didn't say this in the past of the episode, but I'll tell you, I've visited mediums. And they said to me the same thing. I said, yeah, he's there. He's, mm. with, he's with your granddad. He's got a massive smile on his face. So I believe in that there's like realms and entities and stuff like that. But I would never, I, I don't like the idea of ghosts. I don't, I don't want to see ghosts and stuff like that. I don't think I could face seeing um, a physical form of my, I'm happy to know that he, he exists. But, you know, if someone said, do you believe in ghosts as in a physical form? I'm like, no, I believe in realms. I definitely mm. believe in realms because them fifth dimension realms, if you talk to the right ones, they'll protect you from the bad ones. So it's almost yes. like if we're, if we're controlled, like we control Mario and they can control us. If you talk to the ones that you want to control you, they will lead you down a path of good. They will reward you with the good and they will ensure that you get your mushrooms, that you do overcome the obstacles that you do, you know, but if you are open to the bad, then you are handing that controller to them and saying, control me however you want and I don't I don't mm. ever want to think that <clears throat> you know that so we have spirit guides so this brings me on to you know people say that they don't even have to be related to you so no. you know I'll, I want to ask you all individually but I'll, I'll, I'll go first on it I have two spirit guides I'm very fortunate um I spoke to a medium and she said to me one of them is related to you and he is your ancestor he is way way back in your ancestor when they used to ride camels in the desert he's a Sikh He's massive guy, big turban on his head, real big warrior types. Uh, you know, he's got he's got a proper Sikh of the bangles, the dagger, really into that. 
And the other one's this black lady, huge, giant black lady with an accent. And she is all about your, your character. She's your character guy. She tells you to believe in yourself more, be loud, be you. And that there is that. But my protector is whoever it is, like a great, 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 great grandfather. And they're there because they are protecting you from real bad shit. Like there will be people trying to get to you, but obviously they don't influence what you do. That's down to something else. Partly you as well. Like you'll be given an element of choice, but they are there to ensure that you have direction and guidance in your intuition. So if, for example, you know you should have gone left, but you went right, your spirit guides are stood behind you like, we told you to go left. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry, all right? I'm sorry, all right? The next time, jeez. And, you know, even those times when you're faced with something that you need to stand up and talk about, you have one of them screaming, just be you, be you. You have no idea the possibilities that lie ahead if you just accept what we're trying to get you to do. And it's very, very powerful. And I wanted to ask if any of you know your spirit guides and have you... Had anyone explained it to you before? When I saw the medium, she said to me that um, I had the little, this little old man who had a Jack Russell dog who followed me around. And he was the, the old neighbor from when I was a kid, apparently I used to talk to. She also said that I have a friend, I, uh, when I was 14, my friend died very suddenly. Um, and she was also 14 and she, she explained her she described her she told me her name um again similar to what you said Jules it she said things that no one else would know so I knew it was all you know she was in touch with the spirits and everything she said that she would be there um she was watching me and she said that she was holding a bucket and swinging a bucket and I was sitting there thinking I don't know what that is but we used to go car washing together me and this friend that died. So she was, the bucket was obviously to do with the car washing. Anyway, um, and she also brought through my Nana um, and she said that she was with me, um, but she, she never mentioned it like what you said, which I'm really intrigued about. Actually, it makes me want to go and see another medium with the actual spirit guides, people like ancestors and and just, you know, character guide. I'd, I'd love to know if I do have that. Um, so yeah, yeah. She, she only brought those spirits that were apparently are around me all the time, making sure that I'm okay and yeah, yes, just they making, are. Watching, over, watching over me, I suppose she said. Yeah. So. yeah, they will get you out of situations that and push you towards situations when you're ready, you know. And mm. I like it, I like to believe they are there and I'd, I'd like to believe that, you know, when I go to the next dimension, I'll be there with people as well so yeah I do like I do like the thought of that so do you want to know what's even funnier so you you oh, I say it's funny um when you reach a certain level of enlightenment right <clears throat> I practice a lot of meditation yoga I'm trying my best to just really understand what it is that I emit that comes back because that's you know that's that's the power of the mind I don't think we know enough about it but it's I think I'm doing my own case study and research but one of the most beautiful things that I stumbled across in my discovery was that you could be sitting at a bus stop and someone else could be sitting next to you just you and them and for whatever reason you engage in conversation 
and one bus comes and it's not your bus, but it's their bus. And then they get on the bus and away they go. But what they said to you could have been the most powerful thing you needed to hear right there and then. You believe that's a human being. Mm. You believe that's someone in this realm. See, I think this has happened. And, and there's been stories where people, you know, would, would say, oh, yeah, I just want to drop a card off for that lady or that guy. Like, who are you on about? He hasn't worked here for years. He's been dead for years. Oh, he would always come over and talk to me. Okay. So I, I do believe that that does happen. I do believe that. People come into yeah. your life for a reason or a season when you're ready to hear it. So we're going to have viewers listening now that are ready to hear this and we're going to have some that ain't. So they're not going to be viewing it, right? Mm -hmm. but, but honestly, I've found myself in situations when I've been at that bus stop or talking to that person. And that's just like a metaphor, bus stop, position, whatever. It could have been anything, right? Could have been a knock on the door. Right. It could have been a knock on the door and it could have been someone just saying, oh, you know, here's this parcel. And you get the parcel and yeah, it's the wrong address, oh, wrong address or, you know, whatever. It, it, it connected you some way or another. But that person you need to visually see. Maybe they transferred some sort of energy. Maybe, you know, it's, it's all about that. What I would describe as angels on earth. They will yes. get you from A to B. And I explain it sometimes. I've had it, I think, with an ex-girlfriend. Like, I genuinely, truly believe that she was embodied by a spirit that came to me knowing I need to go, I need to become the form of this woman for you to learn what you need to learn. Because once the lesson was learned, it was our time to separate. And it wasn't nice. It comes with the pain of loss. And, you know, because there's a lot of love there. And, you know, when you grieve, grieving is because there's still a lot of love there, but you just can't release it to the person you want to because it, it's done. It's, 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 you move on. And that's why, you know, <clears throat> when people pass and people grieve, it's because you want to love again. But the only person you want to love is the person that's no longer there. So, you know, when people say, I see, I see my granddad or I see a person that's passed a lot. Yeah, you probably do because your guides know that you need to release some love. You need to see them to release the love just to, just to help you resettle. Cause otherwise you could really go grieving, you know, power of love is like, it's like a, it's like a Coke bottle, man. If you don't release it, you're just shaking it up, shaking it up. You'll pop. So, you know, this is me going into, Jules the coach now but if anyone's dealing with grieving honestly guys like you <clears throat> tap into your love and release it a little bit do what you must to you know diffuse the fizz of the coke bottle because yeah but that's exactly what grieving is it's not a bad thing it's just a lot of love at the end of the day that's a lovely way of of saying it and it is it grieving is it is a process which I think mm. is is right so that you don't pop definitely you know, I, I like to believe in the whole spirit thing and I like to believe in the realms as well. You know, my, my I lost my dad uh, six months ago. He died suddenly um, in August and I was very close to my dad. And I still, what helps me and helped me with the loss of him is the fact that I do believe he is around. I do believe he 
is around me and that love will always be there and that that does help it stops you from popping stops me from popping so yeah. definitely mm, that's beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. today what? i actually to, sorry yeah to, oh, today i actually helped uh, it was a, there was a woman in her car she was stuck in the ice and uh, i was plastering the time and i thought i'd go down and uh push around help her get up the hill so i helped her and she drove off maybe i was her, her little angel today oh yeah. yeah yes chris yes chris and you know what <clears throat> you got presented with a choice there yeah. and you you did the right choice yeah she could have been some little spirit checking checking that you were on the right path still, Chris. Could have been my mum. Oh, I'll call that later, Chris. I say, yo, did you, did you get stuck up in some hill? Like, did some guy help you out? <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, my mum. Thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's true as well. I, I genuinely believe that um, people get presented with choices. And, and um, sometimes regret hits hard like ah, oh, I wish I'd done that now one thing that I always do and I hate that I do it but I love that I do it is that I can't not walk past litter if I see the litter and see a bin it's like an OCD because I'm like oh, it's right there now I don't care who drops it I honestly don't care but I have a theory and my theory is if everyone picked up one piece of litter a day in seven days this. there'd be no litter to pick up I love this yes Right. 100% with you on that. Right. However, <clears throat> getting everybody to develop this habit. So I, I told myself, like, start of last year, every day I will pick up one bit of litter and put it in the bin. And now it's, it's a habit of life to the point where I actually can't not pick it up. Um, but, yeah, the reason why, like, regret and all that is because you could just walk past. You could just be like, it's not my, I didn't put it there. Well, leave me alone but I take about four steps then I'm like oh my god and I turn around and I've got to get it and I put it in the bin and it's like, I, can't, I can't not you know because life choices it's all about it so for example Chris you saw that woman struggling to get up the hill and you could have yeah. been like you know this is entertaining but or like you know you get yourself up the hill I'm pastoring I'm busy I'm doing shit like and then you're just thinking in your head after like a couple like no all right I just think it's lovely to I, I'd always rather want to be one of those people that does help yeah yeah for real yeah and help, that, and, that does, is... and that does the bit because you know you we could all just go oh that's not my problem and I think there are a lot of people in the world you know it's not their fault they like it but they they tend to walk past and think that's not my business not getting involved you know I'm just going to carry on in my own little little world but somebody somebody needs to stop and help or pick up the litter you know I'm with you on the litter I actually do it in front of my children and it's got to the point now where my daughter actually corrects me and we'll be at a park and she'll be like uh look at that what's that Who's left that there? It's right there. And she's like, she goes over and she's picking it up. She's like, oh, honestly. And I'm, I'm like, what have I created?
I love that. No, I love that because that is the generation that is going to, I think, save us. Like we, you know, we're very aware now that, you know, the, the amount of plastic that's in the oceans and what we're doing to the planet. And we're, you know, we've, I say, you know, so much, we've got to start doing our bit. The truth is though, we battle with limiting beliefs or subconscious minds that have been influenced by previous generations. And unfortunately, previous generations were ignorant. They were the generations that believed smoking was a good thing. How flipping stupid. Now, I don't mean to put that, if you're a smoker and you're doing what you do, listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life or whatnot. And I'm sorry if it came across that way, because now I'm thinking about it, thinking about being nice and saying it. But I have to be truthful about this. Like there are younger generations now looking at smokers thinking, are you stupid? Are you actually stupid? You do know that kills you, don't you? And you're just like this. I know, kid, don't start. How can you how can you tell them not to start when you're doing it? You must lead by creed and deed. However, what they are being is the example and explaining it to the younger. That. Yeah, just it, you know, you got you got to have these examples. So everyone's got a good part to play. I'm not cussing out smokers or whatnot, but there are previous generations that honestly are so innocent in their ignorance. However, the younger generations, because they're born into a world of so much exposure. They're, I think, going to be the ones that literally clean it up. And, it, you know, it's quite a burden to inherit. But one thing we need to do is encourage them to, to do it. But we've got to do it by example. And I think that's what's hard for older generations. That, that pill, that swallow of, okay, I know that I used to be like that. Oh, I've, got, I've got to be better. You know, don't wish it was easy. I wish you were better. You know, that's what it is. Yo, how have we gone from ghosts to this? This is what I love about the Elite Thinking Club. We just, we ghosts just. to litter picking to being a good example and leading into the next generation. Well, I suppose it actually explains the whole realms. You know, we've all got a part to play, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, when I said about opening yourself up to your higher self, say about higher self whatever spirit you want to embody <clears throat> in a sense that they're going to control you choose wisely because there are spirits that will want to corrupt you if you allow them and there are spirits who want to fulfill you you know <clears throat> just because i can pick up that controller and kill mario a hundred times <clears throat> Maybe Mario's in a state that he wants me to do that. But that's not the, that's not the goal. That's not the purpose of life, Mario. You want to go and eat mushrooms, bro. You want to ride Yoshis and you want to drive carts, bruv. That's what you want to do. You know, you want to you get the princess and you want to live in the castle, mate. You want to you have a good life. Then choose me because I will be the good spirit. I will make sure you achieve that goal. You know what I mean? And that's the same with us talking to our higher realm. This is my theory. Tell them what you want. Pick the one you want. Tell them, I want to be this version of me. And I'm handing it to you. I'm telling you, can you control me that way? And if they say, I'm sorry, bro, I am the spirit of pain and the spirit of anger and the spirit of, of, of evil, no, nah, I don't want you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> anyone else? Quickly, quickly. Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If someone else comes along like, I am the spirit of motivation, encouragement, and love. Yes. 
you're my guy. Take me where I need to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, take me where I need to go. And that's right there. Like when we talked to the episode about religion, people's belief, sometimes some people find that spirit within a Holy Spirit or, Mm -hmm. you know, them kind of explanations there. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas, I think I just saw your curtain twitch. I um, don't want to cause you alarm, but. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, you're not, you're you not alone, now? are you? I'm not. Oh, mate. Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> His little face. Sorry, Lucas. <laughs> I honestly, I thought maybe it was the way you moved in the chair. I might sleep with the curtains open tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Forget yeah. sleeping. Jules, send me the Zoom link. I'll just edit it overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check it. Check it. Yeah. Lucas, you'll probably freak yourself out because you'll keep watching it and hearing and you'll be oh. tweaking it. Yeah. Do it during oh. the day. Do it yeah, during do the day. Do you think that um, also... Let's talk about going back to what we talked about. <clears throat> ghosts. Do you think that they're amplified by like films? Like if you watch a film to do with ghosts, do you do you amplify your your energy? Do you tap into it a bit more? Is that why we feel? Yeah, go on. With films, I don't know whose idea it was and whether it's true or not. But as soon as they say you watch like a horror film, a good example is The Conjuring 2, which happened, my mate lives around the corner of there. Um, and they go, oh, yeah, you watch this hour and a half movie and you're absolutely like shit scared. And then at the end, they go based on a true story. And you're there. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't need to know that bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They go, oh yeah, based on the true story. And your one thing in your mind that was making you watch it was like, oh, it's just a film. It's not true. Can't be true. Like Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. And then at the end they go, oh yeah, but 99% based on a true story. Yeah, that's definitely what gets me 100%. If it's based on a true story, it's like... That, that family that lived in that house, and it was really famous. They made books about it, TV programmes. It was on the news in the 70s where those kids were being elevated into the air off their beds. Do you remember? It was a really famous... The film's called The Conjuring. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think they actually made... um, They they made, like, another film on it, though, didn't they? That wasn't... Yeah, there's three of them. One, two, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm not exactly rushing to see it, but now Don't you've all seen it, it, I feel like I've got to see it. I feel like I've got to see. It. I'm not going to watch it. Not about someone else. Like I, you know, I won't. I won't. I won't. Like, I just can't. And I, I, you know, I genuinely believe that you can be nice to them. So that family must have really pissed them off. Do you know what I mean? Because if we've all, well, I say like, oh, like had our say, experiences. It could, an, it could. It could have been like a, a, a naughty spirit. You know the. the yeah. Naughty yeah one. so I've got a theory or pain one with I do a painful life yeah I was gonna say I do have a theory and that is that there are some people who thrive off of that 
negative shit, man. I think there are some people who genuinely like the idea of handing their soul over to a to a, an, an entity that that has nothing better to do. For, it just loves to entertain itself. You know, like I said before about how I can kill Mario a hundred times. For all I know, Mario might thoroughly enjoy it. He actually might like being that way. And it's really heartbreaking because, you know, it does put a negative spin on life. But from their perspective, that isn't negative. But it affects everybody else that, you know, I do believe, God's honest truth, I do believe that your vibe attracts your tribe and that like attracts like. So if you do have that kind of energy in you, it will present itself to you. You know, and, and I, I truly believe that. Like t- when we talked about the, on the episode of, of um, how you can change your habits, change your life, you attract different. So I, I gave up smoking. I no longer know any smokers. Coincidence? I, th- I think not. You know, you, you learn to navigate the way you want your life to be. And <clears throat> if there are people who seek to find energy like that, you are going to find energy like that you'll probably end up going, I don't know, wherever voodoo all started off or wherever, you know, there have been massacre killings or wherever there was that kind of energy. It will... Lucas, I'm not even joking. You're flipping curtain, mate. Just moved. (laughs) I'm I'm not going mad. See? We've we've invoked it in your room by, by talking about it. All right, you guys continue. I'm just going to look this way. <laughs> I wonder if that, um, what you were saying, Jules, I wonder if that saying, like, you sold your soul to the devil. Mm. Like, <clears throat> you know, where yeah. some you people... You're saying I sold my soul to the devil? No, not nah, you. Not you, mate. Not no, you. no. <laughs> we know you're good. <laughs> Lucas, I'll let you know. I'm winding you up, mate. I was saying it to say I wind you up. But no, Liz, I do believe that. So imagine, sorry, I was going to say, where there's people who are living in squalor, quite a lot of suffering, you know, they will get to a point where if they can make a deal with the devil, they will. Of course you will. You know, if you get to a point in your life when you're you're feeling like there's got to be more than this and I don't know what else to do, you know, unlucky, you know, you're, you're vulnerable. And it's in that vulnerability that you will, you know, you, you do some, you do some silly things, man. You really do. You do some silly things. You open yourself up to, to a life that, that you believe that you think is going to get you your end goal. However, it won't. I think that's why there might be some like assassins, for example, people willing to kill people for life. And unfortunately there are demons out there who know how to get these people. I'll pay you 40 grand. I need you to end that uh, person. Child kidding. You know the proper, the, 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 mm. the, the unspoken truth of this world. People don't want to attract it. They don't want to talk about it. In actual fact, they'd rather just ignore it and hope it doesn't happen to them. And then when it does, they've got all of this stuff to say about it. So I'll tell you a story. I'm sorry, guys, Elite Thinking Club. We've gone on tangents. So I'm just going to bring it home. So, you know. Don't apologize. Keep yeah. 
live in a nice area uh, where I live. It's quite um, really nice. People are nice. They speak nice. It's affluent. You drive an hour uh, along the M25 and hit, hit north a little bit and go to where I grew up. Back then, um, I grew up in a place that wasn't very, I, did, I didn't think it was very nice. It, it was, I don't know what it is. And I'm not trying to like turn people, like tell people that are from there that it, it's shite, but it, it just wasn't nice. Now, I don't know if it was the area or if it was my state of mind that created my reality, right? This is the thing I battle a lot with. But <clears throat> ultimately, when something happens where I currently live now, it's such a scare. It's such a big deal. And people are like, I can't believe that it's happening here. And I'm like, are you on crack? Are you on that new kind of crack? You act like this doesn't exist. So if you drive to London, say, for example, a few boroughs in London, stabbings on a daily, people dying every day. You know, let's not let's not pretend that this doesn't exist. It really does. And, you know, for people to be blind to it, it's, it's a bit it's a bit naive. Like, you, I just can't believe, you know, that that. It's, it's really heartbreaking to me personally to, to feel that people don't think it's a reality because it's not their reality. I suppose then that does actually cancel itself out. But then I, I, I think that's because, again, it's like what you said earlier and, and the whole thing to do with ghosts. People only see what they want to see. Mm. They shut off from the reality of what you may know about and what you see because you're open to the reality of our world whereas some people and the whole ignorance is they, they just don't want to see it they don't want to know but in the back of their minds they know it happens but they might not think it happens down their street or in their village or in their town or in their city but it does mm. yeah we have to so we have to don't give up the good fight mm. Absolutely. Don't give up the good fight. I think we all got to work here, together. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we've all got to work together to really like, you've got to pick up the litter because the person that dropped it, you know, they're still in their Absolutely. state that we need to heal them. They're people learning. Need, they're learning yeah. how to put it in the bin. Yeah, people need people. And we're at different stages at different times. And I think the more influence we can have to make it better, yeah, we're going to make it better. They might turn around and see me pick it up and then they're going to be like, oh man, that was mine. And I'm going to be like, I know it was, but... Next Do you time. know what my daughter when I went to the beach last summer my daughter actually did that there was a guy he had fish and chips on the bench and he left it next to him and he sat there and he was drinking his can of coke and it was really bugging her so she went to the bin and she put her rubbish in the bin and she picked his up off the bench and she went is that your rubbish he's oh, oh. because she was a child younger than oh, him and he was oh, like um yeah 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 oh thank you I'll put it in the bin for you because I'm here and she put it in the bin and she come back and she said to me, I don't think he was going to put it in there, mum. But I think I taught him a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, I love that. I love it. It does take the innocence so, sometimes. Yeah. Which I, yeah, he needed that yeah. lesson. Right person, yeah. right time. He was really shocked. I could see by his face. And I was like, oh, do I admit that this is my child? Or do I just love pretend? Or... I love but yeah, it. no, yeah. I'm proud, proud. It should be. You raised her. Do the mm. right thing, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Trying to. <laughs> wow, what an episode we've gone in, and I think I, I think like we've gone to places that 
this is what I love about it. Guys, if you're watching and you've, you know, this is, you've got something to say on anything we've said, then you've, you know, you've got to let us know. You've got to comment so we, we hear it. You can email us and let us know. Just also, if you do like this and follow us as well, because you'll get a notification when our next episode comes, because it's time to release more and more and more. And also, we're going to start doing um, Elite Thinking Club Quickfire, where we get questions asked to us and we have to answer them. So if you have any questions for any one of us that you want answering, then you need to message in and let us know. So you can put us in the hot seat and we have to answer what you ask. All right. Well, guys, thank you for sharing the stories. Does anyone have any more? You know, I feel like we could probably squeeze in one more. I do. I have I have a um, a quick one. So basically, um, with regards to like spirits and ghosts, um, contacting like young children, I do believe that children sense have senses. And when I was younger, um, my mum's mum, my nana, uh, was in hospital and she died from cancer um, but while she was in hospital still alive but you know on her way to passing over um, three nights in one week I would wake up and at the bottom of my bed my brother my middle brother would be just standing at the bottom of my bed staring at me and on the third night I said to him I said Jay are you okay and I would do that to his face. And he would just, and he turned around and he said, yeah, Nana woke me up. She, Nana came to talk to me. Nana wanted to say goodbye. Right. And it freaked him out. So he'd come into my room, but it was like, he wasn't really a hundred percent himself. So, and he did it three times in this week. And at the end of the week on a Sunday, she actually passed over. We were all around her bed in the hospital and, you know, she, she actually passed over. So, and he would never talk about it. And then when he was, when we were in our twenties, he spoke about it one day, we were talking and I said about memories with Nana and he said, do you remember when she came and visited me? And I said, no, cause I didn't, I didn't see her. He said, yeah, she came to see me before she died well she physically couldn't have come to see him because she was in a hospital bed in wow. the state of yeah basically you know passing over um and I remember when we went to visit her in hospital it, it it was quite freaky for me because I was young and I was very close to her but like she didn't have any like her eye all I all we could see when she was lying in the bed was white yeah like in her in her eyes so we couldn't actually see so it was like her eyes were turning in her head, but like that's how it was constantly. So and and I it just fascinated me, and it fascinated me that my brother only ever spoke to me about it once, you know, um, when we were in our twenties, and he brought it up, and he just spoke about it as clear as day, and and he he sort of thanked me and said thank you for for never laughing about it, and I said why would I laugh about it? I I was fascinated by it. Yeah, um, wow. And the thing I was most fascinated by is that she was on her way to wherever she, wherever we go, yeah. she was on her way and she came to say goodbye to him. Uh, and when he was asleep in his bed, he saw her. 
and spoke to her. And then he, it made him get out of his bed, come to the bottom of my bed in my bedroom. And he was just in some sort of haze delivering yeah. this message of her saying goodbye. So, and that was on her, and you know, that, and then she, she, she passed away at the end of that week and he visited my bed. He like, he, it was like he was sleep and I thought he was sleepwalking. And it was only on the third night that he delivered the message saying Nana wants to say goodbye. And then on the Sunday she died. So it was, it was like she was, you know, she wasn't really there still, but she, I don't know, it's crazy. She was on her way to the, the next round. I don't know. That's incredible. But yeah. So I, I, I you know, I, I just want to say like, <clears throat> I, I do believe in like astro projection. I do feel like we can exit the body. This, this, thing right mm -hmm. here i think we're, we're spirits having a human experience and you know we're limited by what we can do with the ability of this so even like when i talk about spirit and and who we are there's two voices the one you hear me saying now and then there's also the one that's in my mind you know so and then you know not only the one that you're hearing from come out my mouth now but there's the one in your head that's speaking even though you're hearing me speak right now and that right there is like a spirit <clears throat> that speaks louder than my voice ever can. And you got the you got the ability to control that volume too. You, if I asked you to scream in your head now, Orange Lucasade, you could close your eyes and really, you know, you can say that Orange Lucasade. Not only can you say it, you can see it. If I said to you Orange Lucasade, mm -hmm. you know, you can you can really project that. Like if you are in a state of real calm relax the body isn't moving now and you're in that middle bit like you said she was there but then was she passing over mm. with it in that moment she had the ability to leave the body find your brother the people she loved yeah, yeah yeah so and he he honestly he was he was just he was very calm and it was he, he was just in a haze I can't explain it and that's why I thought he was sleepwalking wow. it was and that's my only experience personally of and I mean obviously my brother was alive in here but like he brought me into that physical thing that he could see and the physical experience he'd had in his bedroom and then it kind of made him get out of bed and come into my bedroom it's just yeah and that's your perspective mm can't imagine how he lives his life knowing that like mm. a bit like it you Chris freak him out. I mean you've lived your whole life now knowing knowing that there was definitely someone walking up and down them stairs yeah man oh that's you weird know? isn't it but that that's, that happened it definitely did yeah 100% that's like my mum told me that when she was younger um, there was but you know like when sometimes the phone rings and you answer and it's just no there's no one talking like on the old sort of uh, dial phones and they uh, one day that happened like three times in the space of like five minutes just no one was talking on the other side of the phone and then about an hour later they got a phone call basically saying that one of their friends had died and been hit by a bus and when they traced back the number, it was oh, her number. It was her number to her house. Wow. Chris, I think you have the gift, mate, because every time you speak, I get scared. I, <laughs> I start getting I, this I, energy. I, 
yeah my hair's on oh, my arms just went up like yeah I love that, that you can do that. That's powerful. Don't lose that. I think you're definitely connected, mm -hmm. Chris, in some way to mm -hmm. you have an ability. So maybe just learn to harness it. Don't lose it. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Wow. Powerful. Because the thing is, if they do call and they don't speak, back to that kid that took off the bedding, I think they're taking their piss. I think we should pick it up. I, mean, I don't know who you are. All right. Tell you again, stop calling this phone. I know who you are. Put the bed in, back on the bed. Stop taking a piss. <laughs> oh, God. You know, why not? Why not? I mean, they... I, d I do believe there are some that can move things. And, you know, well, clearly because of the, that true story, Lucas, the, the con conjuring or whatever it's called. But, yeah, because th there, there have been people that, you know, have said that they have had like outer body experiences but also where they feel like they've been taken over by some something you know um mm. and also people that have have said oh I, you know I swear I put that there I'm sure I put that there everything's moving around in this house since we've moved in it's not yeah that could be a little kid you know ghost messing about playing games totally okay oh. that happened to me earlier this week I'm not even joking I needed my wallet I needed to buy something and I couldn't find it. And I was <laughs> like, ah, where the flipping hell? Where's my wallet, yeah? Oh, where's my wallet? And, uh, sorry, I missed it. What was it? Lucas? Lucas's face, he started twitching oh, with his I'm little thing when that. you said that. <laughs> uni work or something. <laughs> I think he's going to need us to stay on here for a little while. <laughs> you sure you want to go to Canoodon, mate, at a thousand subscribers? <laughs> <laughs> Chris is coming by the way. Think of the five million. I'll give true, you, you hundred thousand, Lucas. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> We're there. I do have, yeah. Go on. Sorry. So, uh, talking about out of body experiences. So, in September last year, my um, my girlfriend, she went to go visit her nan in Lithuania, and they still don't know what caused it, but she was in a coma for two months. Um, she's all right now she's recovering but she was in a coma for two months uh, in September till November and at this time I went to uni out to do my education and stuff she's still out in Lithuania now um, uh, but she when she was in this coma because obviously I was speaking to her and um, she who was like five, she was in this outer body state and she knew what I was doing in Leicester like now and then not all, obviously all the time but she was sort of, she listed off things. She's never been to Leicester. Um, and she was listing yeah. off things I was doing, described places that she's never been before. Um, and then she was with her mum, telling her that the same thing with her mum and stuff. Um, and she like, woke up from the coma after two months and she was listing off all these things. She said that she had, it's quite interesting. She was in like this room and she had like two doors to choose. And one of the doors was me, her mum, family, friends, all of that. And the other door was just darkness. Wow. Obviously, she chose the one with everyone in. And then she woke up on the, I still remember it, it was on the 6th of November at 10.30am. And I got a text from her after two months. And I messaged her every day while she was in the car. So, yeah, it definitely... Wow. It's definitely real. You Whoa. always drop a bombshell. For real, he does it all the time, like, <laughs> at the end like, of the session. You're just... sitting there with 
your curtain twitching and you're just <laughs> like yeah it just, just comes out with in. some yeah it comes out How with some am I supposed to go blowing. to sleep now knowing that oh mate that is Lucas, powerful that's amazing so she's all good now she just needs to strengthen up and stuff but um wow. she had a choice then yeah she got presented with a choice just two doors what do you think was in the did did you ask her what she thought was in the the dark door no um no idea yeah, the fact that it was, was dark, little, it made was, her feel she couldn't. She didn't want to go there. Clearly, there was this little boy, and he had this phone in his hand and some bed linen in the <laughs> other. And he was like, "Yo, come, come here. <laughs> we can have some fun over here. I know these people that I've been pranking my whole the whole time. They love it. Oh my god, they love it so much. They asked me to come back. There was this Let's one people that I moved these bricks around, and he just was like ah, and I was like ah. <laughs> so funny i'm so glad she chose i'm so glad she chose you lucas yeah lucas man i'm I'm, she 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 knew she she chose you you know she knew yeah she knew that's amazing yeah it is definitely so who out of all of us right now are alone when we switch off I am. I live alone. No pets. No nothing. Lucas, but I've got this. I've got a big alone. batch of sage. I might have to just, you know, sage the place. <laughs> oh. I'm putting my. I'm gonna definitely be doing a little bit of sage, and I'm just gonna be uh, holding on to, holding on to uh, the light switch. The thing is, though, when it comes to things like that, I, I genuinely know in myself. I'm like, like I'm blessed yeah, I'm with scared. good entities. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I have protectors. 100 percent but they say that if you wake up at the devil's hour which is 3 a.m in the morning that you can smell burning or you feel cold or you don't know why you're waking up get back to sleep as quick as you can because you'll drive yourself crazy mate like they say smell burning sometimes but it's not normally at 3 a.m in the morning so yeah yeah. they say that's when like you know the the spirits come out to play 3 a.m that's what they say I'm not sure if that's. I don't true. like that time in the morning. So clearly, I'm not part of their little thing. I do not like that time in the morning. That's when we're going canoeing, three a.m. on a full moon. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you should wake up at three three a.m. in the morning and just bang on paranormal activity. Oh my gosh! Can you see that light there? Yeah. That <laughs> just freaked me out. That's the reflection in my TV. What have you guys done to me? Oh. Oh god! Reflection. It's just, just light. It's just light. It's all good. Like Jules says, they're all good around. You've got good energy, guys. You've got good energy. Like attracts like. We're very protected here. Very protected. Right, guys. Um, I'm gonna have to call it. I'm gonna have to call it. I really, really value that episode. That was. We went places. We we went places. Wow, that's gonna have to be like at least four parts. At least. That was really good. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say, you know, from me and everyone, guys, like thank you and whatever you're up to, have a good one. Everyone everywhere, peace and love. Peace and love. See you next time.